Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. All right, so let's get back to Bears. Nation podcast. Um, this is where we just chat. We talk about Bears football and everything there is that, that has to do with Bears football, whether it be injuries, whether it be awesome play, whether it be uh, just complaining, because I do a lot of that. But <laughs> we got Jake and Chris here with us today, and I'm so sorry about last week. We missed, uh, we actually did record last week, but I just got so busy, didn't edit, and I didn't want to put up an unedited version of our podcast, so I just, I'm sorry, I failed you Bears fans, and I failed you, Jake and Chris, please forgive me. We don't have many other options as a producer, so I guess <laughs> yeah. we're stuck with you for now. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah, edit your own dang uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, but anyways, let's, let's get straight into talking, we talked about Roquan last week on our podcast, I didn't get uploaded, but here, let's talk about him again, um, we're, it seems like we're all mutually excited about Roquan signing. I mean, am I right? I don't think anyone's uh, unhappy that he's in camp now. <laughs> it's funny how, how fast people like change their opinions. Like I, I, I'm even me, like I, I I'm, I'm speaking to the choir. Like I haven't even thought about the, how long it took him to sign. I'm just excited about seeing him play, you know? I mean, um, we've been hearing so much about him and what kind of talent he is. So it's only natural for us to want to see it on the field already. <laughs> I'm sure that's something even his agent talked to him about was, by the way, people are going to forget. So try to get as much as you can, which from the sound of it, I mean, he's getting paid and he got most of what he wanted out of the deal. So do, do you remember the details? It's like three, if it's three or less games suspended, he still gets paid. But if it's three or more games suspended, he doesn't get paid. I think that was the. That sounds about right. Details. Yeah. But there's Rokon news that came out. Um, his He's got slight tightness in his left hamstring, so he was limited at practice. Um, Chris, you mentioned earlier it's because he's been so lazy at home, right? Like there's no, <laughs> no practicing. But that's probably not true. I'm sure he practiced enough. But they're just it's just precautionary. And he is expected to play against the Chiefs. We missed some games the past two weeks, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about those Bears at Bengals. Uh, Jake, you want to talk a little bit about that game? Yeah. Um, I mean, for starters, it was technically the first game of the preseason. Obviously, the Hall of Fame game doesn't really count for much. We talked about that. But uh, it was the first game we saw Trubisky and some of the starters. And, uh, you know, Trubisky only threw uh, four passes and he completed two of them. So we didn't get a real feel for a uh, how Trubisky was feeling and Nagy's new offense and how he was working with receivers. But I mean, to start open the game, he put, put a long shot down to Kevin white uh, that 
he unfortunately uh, overthrew him, but it was still something exciting to see uh, as opposed to the old John Fox offense. And it was just cool to watch that. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see Trubisky out there, see some of the guys we're excited about. But other than that, not much happened. <clears throat> Chris, do you have anything on uh, the Bears and Bengals? Yeah, um, like Drake, uh, like Drake was saying, um, you know, we we got a glimpse, um, you know, of the starters, uh, and then, you know, obviously it's for first preseason game as well. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's just crazy to me because um, the four. I'm not even exaggerating. The four passes I saw under Matt Nagy um, in a preseason game were more exciting than the whole offense ran last year. Um, like it was, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really excited just for this offense, just based off what I've seen in preseason. Yeah. And just to see the progression between preseason game one to even just last week, preseason game two against the Broncos, um, Trubisky even excelled defense excelled, uh, even Kevin white, Kevin white had a drop last week and, uh, this week he caught a few balls. Uh, Jake, do you have any thoughts on the Bears at Broncos game that just passed? Um, yeah, obviously we got an extended look at all the guys, uh, Trubisky being first and foremost. And like you said, saw a couple more connections, saw a couple more guys uh, that uh, got more playing time. Jordan Howard played for the first time in the preseason. Uh, so that was interesting to watch, see how he fit. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, again, Trubisky. 14 attempts, uh, 90 yards, a touchdown, an interception. The touchdown was really good. The interception was eh. But we saw him connect with guys like Burton, uh, Anthony Miller, as you said, Josh, Kevin White. Uh, Javon Wims even had a couple catches too. So uh, like you said, the progression, Trubisky seems to have a really good feel for the pocket and really feel uh, comfortable with the receivers. He clearly has an established uh, rapport with Trey Burton because Burton had four catches for 45 yards with the one touchdown. So it's really exciting. And I, I think we're uh, going to be even more excited when they, when the starters get even an even longer leash against the chiefs this upcoming week. Chris, did you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to mention something. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, noticed this at all, but uh, to me, it seemed like Jordan Howard was getting a little bit too much work for a preseason game. I don't know if you guys caught that or, what do you guys think about that? Definitely scary. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, he had nine carries. Are you talking about amount of carries or just the amount of time he was in in general? Just the amount of time he was in there. I, I mean, I kind of get that because he has been working on his receiving. And also, yeah. I mean, if they want him to get an established uh, kind of, I, I guess, system with his blocking and with the offensive line, I kind of see it. Because this is the first game he did play in. So I kind of get giving him a little bit more run. But also, yeah, I mean, injuries happen. And it's a little, you're kind of holding your breath every play he's involved in. I get that. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely. One thing actually that. Go ahead. Go ahead, go Josh. Ahead. Okay, I was going to say, it's definitely um, encouraging to see the, the progression. But we also had some mistakes in there with Trubisky with the interception and then the uh, safety. Yeah. Kind of walk, walk us through that play a little bit, Chris. Do you remember? Do, would you say it was more the center's fault, Cody Whitehair, or Trubisky's fault in that in that case? Yeah, um, I was actually watching the game with a couple of my buddies, and we were talking about it. I, from what I remember, um, Trub, 
that that was all on Trubisky. Um, I I feel like he, I don't know if he took his eye off the ball or what it was, but I think it was in a pretty catchable um, place when it got snapped to him. Yeah, I noticed that too. Like I, I rewatched it, and you don't know what's going on right there on the field. Like, <laughs> did he did he give white hair the wrong call? Like, I don't know. Like he. There's there's so many factors that go into it, but I, from what you could see visually, definitely what you said, like it was definitely catchable. It was right there in his hand. It, it, it like hit his hand. So it was definitely yeah. if you give quarterbacks the same um, accountability <laughs> accountability as as wide receivers, like if it touches your hand, you should catch it. Then I think that applies to quarterbacks too. But I mean, there's obviously exceptions where it goes crazy high and you tip it, but still. In that case, it was in it was in a box. I feel like in the his chest box, and he should have caught it. But he recovered nicely. They didn't get a touchdown. Um, so I guess that's there's positives in the negatives, but it was still still annoying to watch. Yep. I have one more thing that I want to point out from that uh, Broncos game, though, and it's that Cody Parkey missing that one kick mm. uh, that was should looked like it was in range. I mean, he's hit he's hit from well beyond that before. And, you know, we all know that the Bears have had their issues with kickers before, and Parkey was supposed to be the savior and supposed to stabilize the position. Are we worried about – I mean, because he did hit three extra points, and he hit his other attempt from, I think, was 50-something, maybe – no, 43, I'm looking at it right now. Um, are we worried about Parkey, or is it you think it was just kind of that first kick jitters that maybe – it's, it, it, you guys are just brushing it off or you think it's something to watch? I think I'm just brushing it off, but it's also kind of like maybe we need to watch this. Uh, I, for me, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't remember what having a good kicker feels like. I mean, after we got rid of Robbie Gold, it's been, excuse my language, but it's been a shit show, honestly. Um, but, you know, it it is preseason. It was, like you said, could be just jitters. Um, I guess for now we can just brush it off. But you know, recently it's it's hard to it's hard not to you know criticize every little thing about a kicker because we haven't had a good one in a while. Well, yeah. from Connor Barth to Roberto Aguayo to Cairo <laughs> Santos to Connor Barth again, I think wasn't it? So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel that, Chris. Roberto Aguayo um, will always be. For the rest of his life, a joke. Like, if you want to compare someone to a crappy kicker, like I feel so bad for him because he was drafted so high. Like, if he was just a normal seventh round drafted kicker, he, he all this pressure wouldn't have been put on him. But man, the Bucks Second drafting round, him, at, it's nuts. Like, he deserves he deserves every bit of what's happening because he put so much. Uh, he was drafted so high, like. They put that much faith in you. You should have. I don't know. Uh, I just feel bad for the kid. Like he's he's got that. He he will always have that negative stigma on him, and for the rest of history, like he will be considered a bust. Like, right. Just wait, wait a couple years, and NFL will make a segment like top ten busts of the two thousands, and uh, (laughs) and Roberto Guayo will probably be number one. Um. Along with potentially Kevin White, if he doesn't step up, this is his. White's looked okay to me. I, I, I'm fairly confident he makes the team now. I don't know how you guys feel about that, 
But it, it looks like him and Trubisky have some chemistry going there, which is encouraging for obviously Kevin White. But it also, I mean, if he gets anywhere close to where he was coming out of West Virginia, I mean, that's really good news for the Bears receiving cores. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, I agree. I just hope there's, especially in game, and I don't know what goes through Trubisky's head at all, but I hope there's no bias during the season. Like, I hope he doesn't get focused even if – because you feel bad for the guy. like Feel like he has to feed him. Yeah, do not feed Kevin White if he's not <laughs> open is what I'm saying. Like, if you got a guy that's right, right. wide open, that you, I really hope there's no bias in that at all. And I don't know how that works in professional NFL players' minds, but they're human too. And I really hope he is mechanical in the thoughts of, I need to throw to the guy that's open, not just to Kevin White, so he can have a his spotlight, you know. I don't know if – people think that way in the nfl or not yeah um uh jake to answer your question um yeah white is like in my opinion 100 percent making um the team like no doubt about it i mean it wouldn't really even make sense to cut him um because he has one more year left on his contract so it's like might as well just have him play it out and see what happens i i saw on twitter some someone said uh if kevin white doesn't get more than uh, 800 yards this season, he's he'll he'll be considered a bust. Do you guys agree with that? Uh, I'm gonna say no, because I think at I mean because right now the expectation is for him to be what the fourth receiver behind Robinson, Gabriel, and Miller. Like I think even Miller's ahead of him on the depth chart, right at this point. Yeah, I would say so. So I mean, really, you're you're only expecting fourth receiver production out of him. So I think if he gets 800 yards, that's ex- considered an extreme extreme win because i mean that's number two receiver production i mean almost number one type receiver production so yeah i mean that's that's pretty good 800 yards right like, yeah it's good for a wide receiver four but is that good for a number one draft pick or not number well one draft because pick, first round draft the way I, the way i see it is with kevin white i mean anything he gives you is considered a win because as long as he's build on for next year you know i guess if if he can give us enough hope to to sign him to long term and he produces after this year he could i i I just i don't know i kind of agree with what the 800 if he doesn't have more than 800 yards or doesn't move up the depth chart he he will be considered a bust if he leaves now if we keep him on the bears and he succeeds then yeah, he, awesome. But if he produces this year, but not quite to the performance that he would like to get paid, and he goes somewhere else and does really well, yes, he'll be considered a bust in Bears history. But I don't, I don't think he gets a long-term deal anywhere he goes, though. I think yeah, the hope, that's what he hopes for is, is two years. So I think anything he gives you this year, if he's healthy for 16 games, hopefully, but even if he's healthy for like 15, 14, um, I, I think they give him at least a one-year deal, if not two. Yeah, that's fair. Let me let me ask you guys something. What is the determining factor for Kevin White getting signed or not, um, in your guys' opinion? I think it's health. I, I think if he's healthy for at least 14 games, the Bears bring him back on a one-year deal. No matter, no matter what his numbers are? I mean, he has to be at least semi-productive. I mean, if, if he's only catching one pass a game and – He's clearly 
I mean, if Taylor Gabriel and Anthony Miller are clearly strides ahead of him, then I think you can let him go. But I, if he, to finish my thought, I think he's healthy for at least 14 games and gives you at least 600 yards. I think they re-sign him. Okay. All right. That makes sense. How about you, Josh? Um, I'm kind of on board with what Jake's saying. A full season healthy and produce as a wide receiver for you produce to what they have him signed as um, on the death chart. Now, if yep. they got him at wide receiver two, they, he better put up wide receiver two numbers. If, if they got him at wide receiver three and so forth. Um, yeah. He, he better produce to the expectations that they've given him. And, yeah. um, and I think that'll get him at least buy him another two more, two more years. Like you guys are saying. Um, and then hopefully he gets that contract. And because that, like we've ta- talked about in the past, we, we want to keep our rookies. Like we want to keep our guys, you know, that we've that we've groomed and and that's what Pace wants. He wants to grow the youth. He wants to keep bears bears, you know. So and that's why they haven't dropped him yet. I mean, first of all, because they're paying him, but second of all, he they they want him to succeed and he's pro- he's obviously proven to them. He can succeed, you know, like what in the practice field or before he's gotten hurt. Like, I don't know. That's what they want. So I think they're going to hope for that and give him the benefit of the doubt every single time. More about the Bears and Broncos game. Trey Burton, you, you hit on it a little bit, Jake. Uh, Trey Burton was targeted a ton. Um, and that's just something for you fantasy buffs. I'm pretty sure that's going to be something you can you can count on. I think uh, Trey Burton is going to be a huge factor in this de- in this offense. I was kind of skeptical about him. If you've heard uh, uh, previous our previous podcast, just because he's not as big as uh, Travis Kelsey, he's not as big as Travis Kelsey, so I assumed he wouldn't be able to produce the same way. But I didn't put two and two together that he's just as athletic as. Travis Kelsey, so he could still do the stuff, if not better, than Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's just a monster, whereas Trey Burton, he's fast. Like, he looked like a wide receiver out there. He had one dump-off catch. I think it was the first catch he had, and um, sped and got, like, eight yards off a dump-off pass, nine yards off a dump-off pass, so that was pretty encouraging to see how fast he was. Yeah, I mean, plus also we know Nagy's going to work to – get him into place and get him open because I mean, he was, you assume he was handpicked for this kind of role. And so, I mean, you know, they're going to be looking for him because they paid him all that money. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the past, so for, for the hall of fame game to preseason game one, game two, uh, let's talk about guys that have just kind of stuck out to us and that we're, we're impressed with. So Jake, I'm going to let you, Go first with your guy. Who Who's your guy? Uh, my guy is Anthony Miller. And uh, against the Bengals, we didn't see him that much. I believe he only had like one or two catches. And then against the Broncos, he was definitely involved a lot more. And he had that one awesome catch uh, between the two receivers that Trubisky uh, fit that really good throw across his body into. Yeah. And uh, Miller just went up and got it. And that was awesome. I mean, I, it, it just shows you the type of playmaking ability he has. And that's something to really get excited about. Uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, uh, my guy's Roy Robertson-Harris. Um, 
We talked about it briefly on one of the podcasts uh, maybe a month or two ago um, about how we thought he'd progress and whatnot. And, man, I think he's been amazing in preseason. Even when he's not getting a sack or a tackle, it's like he's always pressuring the quarterback or he's just always around, um, you know, the ball. Or he's always around the action, per se. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to be phenomenal this phenomenal this year. I think he's going to take another step forward, and uh, he's going to be really exciting to watch for sure. Yeah, um, that's something we forgot to mention in general. Just the the pass rush has been pretty awesome to watch. Like considering we have Leonard Floyd, and then after everything past that, like it was an unknown. And just to see guys like Irving and Kylie Fitz and our middle guys like Nichols just really creating pressure from the center. And then we've got middle linebackers pressuring with, with inside blitzes and we've got cornerbacks blitzing. We've got all kinds of stuff. And it's just encouraging to see uh, that Vic Fangio complicity kind of sneaking in there just to see how, how intricate that defense is. So it's, it's fun to watch. Well, even guys like uh, Jonathan Bullard looks really good this year too. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, th- I think uh, Jonathan Bullard, we weren't really sure who would be opposite of Keem Hicks, and I think Bullard's definitely answered that question so far. Yeah, and I've actually, uh, I haven't heard much about Nichols, and um, when I'm watching the games, I watch it from a fan's perspective, so I'm not like constantly keeping an eye on players. But what I've seen of Nichols, I've been pretty pretty impressed with, considering he's, he's a rookie. So, do you guys have actually have any thoughts on Nichols? Have you guys been keeping an eye on him at all? Um, I personally I haven't been watching him too much. No. Um, like you said, I've been just kind of overall just been paying attention to to everyone here and there, but nothing nothing too much on him. No. I've just been watching him because obviously he's a point of interest. Uh, what round was he? Was he fifth? Sixth, I believe. So even just any type of production he's showing is really cool uh, to see and see that he might have a part. Because when Pace drafted these guys, we talked about how every single one of them could potentially have a part this year and how they might all be able to contribute. And so we're seeing that. I mean, Fitz, Nichols, even Javon Wims, who was the seventh-round pick, he might make the team uh, because he's showed some playmaking ability this preseason. Isn't that amazing to go from last year's draft to – Man, will any of these guys make the roster to this year? All of these guys are going to yeah, make the roster. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, uh, just really quickly, um, J- uh, Jake, you were right. It was uh, fifth round. It was fifth. Okay, but still, I mean, you don't expect to find great value there, and yeah. Nichols is showing it. Yeah, and so my, my player highlight, I'm going to go with the obvious one, Trubisky. You mentioned that pass where you kind of dropped it right in between those two defenders. Anthony Miller was able to jump up and catch it. Uh, but a lot of that is just knowing who you're throwing it to. And he had enough faith in, to, in Anthony Miller to get it up there, just trust that he's going to catch it. Uh, we, we love his feet and how he's able to get out of the pocket if he needs to or stay, on the, stay in the pocket, whether that move up or just avoid pressure. It was just fun to watch him. Um, and another thing that kind of stuck out to me, and obviously the announcers, because this is all they were talking about the entire time, was the the – different ways he is able to get the ball out he threw a sidearm a couple times over over his head a couple times and um just, just he's, he's not consistent on the way he throws it which is good 
uh, for the guys who jump up and try to deflect passes because he can throw around them. It's just cool to see Trubisky that we thought we saw last season is the same Trubisky we're seeing now, and in his progression and even in his growth in Nagy's system. It's just preseason, and we're seeing him shine already. So it's it's cool, uh, and even his mistake, like the interception, you could debate that Tariq Cohen didn't cut the way that Trubisky thought he was going to, which Trubisky's got to be able to see that, especially in a regular season game. And you could definitely see the frustration as soon as he, uh, the play was over. He was yelling and yelling at Cohen. Um, but he's such a team player. Even after the game, he said it was he he took he took credit, which he's I I so far, at least from what he's shown the fans. He's a team player, and I think that's why the team respects him already. Like, could you imagine how how old are you guys? I, I'm 28. I'm 20, about to be 21. Um, I turn 20 in 10 days. Okay, so could you imagine a 17 year old coming in and just start telling you what to do? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just I couldn't I couldn't do that unless he commanded. A, a certain respect for me and um, yeah. Trubisky's been able to do that like guys like Kyle Long are, are listening to him when he calls the plays and Kyle Long's been there for forever he's established you know and like but he he has this way about him that people are that these guys are following him and, and it's neat so well even like Kyle Long has been like in interviews and stuff saying like he's deferring to Trubisky and like Kyle Long for the past what four or five years has been the leader of this team. And now he's just deferring to Trubisky. Like that's huge. That's a huge endorsement. Yeah. But yeah, so we can move on some notable injuries. We've got Roquan who it it was limited. It's just precautionary, but then we've got Adam Shaheen. Uh, He had that ankle injury. They're saying it's just a sprain, but depending on if it's low or high or all that, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, they don't know much about it yet, and so I'm sure news will come out within the next couple of days. Um, and then we also have Leonard Floyd. So let's talk about Leonard Floyd because that's huge because um, mm-hmm. he's the only guy that we have that was a for sure for us. Well, not even he wasn't even a for sure, but the only guy that had true – I could count on that guy to get to the quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. But So let's talk about that and then talk about ways to fix that. Um, if it is serious so go ahead well they said so it's a broken hand right it's a broken bone in his hand yes yeah i think and so he had surgery to repair that and everybody says he's going to be ready for week one which obviously is good because against a guy like aaron Rodgers, you're going to need as much pressure as you can get against him um but obviously like losing these last few games these last few preseason games losing those reps um isn't something that you want to see so, I mean, it's going to be up to guys like Nichols and Kylie Fitz and uh, Sam Macho to kind of step up and show what they can do. And I think I saw that Aaron Lynch should be coming back soon. So that's also a plus. Hopefully, if he can get on the field, <laughs> Josh's guy. <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's up to these guys now, these other guys to step up and uh, show that they can handle that load while uh, Floyd's out until hopefully he can be back in week one. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, yeah, he, he he should be ready for week one. I'm I'm, I'm assuming he's gonna play. Um, from from what I've been reading and stuff like that. Um, 
And, yeah, like Jake said, we absolutely do need him week one. He's going to be a vital player for our defense all season long and for years to come. So um, the main the main thing, obviously, is his health. But I, I think it should be good to go um, week one. And, um, yeah, I mean, anytime one of your star uh, defensive players goes down, it's it's obviously scary. But, yeah, he, uh, from everything I've been hearing, he, he should be fine. What's scary about this injury, because – Adam Shaheen going down stinks. Roquan, if he was actually hurt, that would stink. But we have guys to replace him. Like I like, I like Nick Nick Kwiatkowski. Like he did a great job uh, last or the Broncos the Broncos game. Like there was a couple times where he just chased guys oh, down from from behind. So it's just really cool to watch him. And then having um, Danny Trevathan in there, um, and then Adam Shaheen's not even a starter. Um, Trey Burton's our our guy. We're we're counting on him. He's a tight end one. Um, so, it's, but Leonard Floyd, he was the guy. Like mm-hmm. he's our guy. And so him going down was just like, dang it, come on. Um, but especially because he always does run into those freak injuries, and yeah. so it's just kind of like, like come on, give the guy a break already. <laughs> the the pessimistic side of me, um, David Johnson had surgery on his hand last year. He's running back for the Cardinals, and he was out the entire season. But his hands are a little more I think Johnson's – I think his was a wrist, too, hand and wrist. Gotcha. Um, And his hands are a little more important than what Leonard Floyd's hands would be because, I mean, um, JPP played without, like, four fingers, so (laughs) – two two fingers. So uh, he could just put a club on and just go – so I don't think I don't like kind of what you guys are saying and stuff I've been reading too. I don't think it's going to hold him out uh, for that long. Um, but it's just discouraging. It's just one more thing. Like we get excited, yeah, Roquan signed. Oh, Leonard Floyd's hurt. Like it's just this up and down roller coaster that us Bears fans always seem to to hit. But let's feed let's feed these Khalil Mack uh, rumors. Uh, what would it take to get him? And do you think we're even trying? Do you think it's even important? So we'll start with you, Chris. I mean, to answer your question about importance, um, it's is definitely important. That position, I mean, in terms of importance, I think it's the position that we need the most. Um, we need someone opposite of Leonard Floyd. And Khalil Mack is arguably the best pass rusher in the league, um, former MVP, so our former defensive player of the year, sorry. Um, and, you know, it's it's... He's one of those players that can come in and just completely change your defense. So, um, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Um, I think it'd probably take two first-round picks, I would wow. say. Uh, so, something like that. Um, and I just don't see Pace doing it. I don't think he's even really discussed it. I think it's just um, these beat writers and stuff just kind of hinting at it, maybe just starting rumors up. But, yeah, I... I would be shocked if the Bears actually were talking to the Raiders about any of a potential trade. Okay, Jake, what do you I, think? I, I, I've put together in my head while Chris was talking a potential package, and this might be crazy, but also in my brain it kind of makes sense. So I think, like Chris said, it starts with a first-round pick. I don't think it takes two because I, I'm altering my package here a little bit different from his. I think it starts with a first for next year, and Jordan Howard, and maybe a future second or third, I think is probably does it. 
That hurts my heart. But uh, yeah, it does. That's <laughs> no, it, I would agree with you that that that's worth the trade. But the Raiders don't need a running back right now. Um, they well, they have, so so hear me out. So hear me out. Obviously, the first round pick is big. I mean, because the Bears pick could potentially be high next year, yeah. and then <clears throat> and then obviously Howard. I mean, I think Marshawn Lynch is he is only on a one year deal. I don't think he's on a long deal, right? Right. No. So I mean, you get Jordan Howard, who's controllable for the foreseeable future. I mean, he's a one thousand yard rusher back to back seasons. He's worked on his receiving. Um, you get a younger guy who, even if even if you want to use him as a compliment to Marshawn Lynch, he's used to that because he's been in a comp- not a complimentary role. He was the lead back last year, but he's been in that kind of timeshare before. Obviously, last year with T- Tariq Cohen, um, and obviously nobody wants to see Jordan Howard go. I'm certainly not advocating for him to be traded, but I, I, that's just something I could see happen because we did see the rumors around him in the off season and such. So uh, maybe that's just me though, and me trying to. Make it make it work, <laughs> Chris. What do you what do you think about that? Um, I feel like that's a little bit too much, man. I feel like a first rounder and just Jordan Howard would probably do the trick. Now um, that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like that second or third rounder added on is would just be like a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. They, well, I mean, they also, I don't know if you mentioned this, I, I was looking at something while you were talking, sorry, but um, Doug Martin just signed with oh, yeah, they, the Raiders, but what they are like, Doug, Doug Martin hasn't been good in a while. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Jordan Howe would definitely be an upgrade to everything that they, they have, but what they are lacking um, is Kevin, I mean, not Kevin, is wide receivers. And so maybe with the original deal with the twos and the two and three rounders plus Kevin White plus a first rounder, um, that would be interesting. I know Kevin White's not worth much. I don't think it, I honestly this is all pointless talking because I, I don't think we're going for it. I don't think there's I don't think pace it, it. I think Chris said it perfectly. Like this isn't a pace move. Um, pace doesn't like giving up picks. And Chris, you're a draft guy. You like college. Like we have, a, there's a lot to choose from next year for the outside oh, linebacker uh, core. Oh yeah, this this uh, front this class uh, this draft class for uh, the front seven is gonna be insane. See, like literally, there's, there's so many yeah. guys you can't even get it out, dude. You're just so excited. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could, I literally could not get my words out. That's how you summed it up perfectly. <laughs> Well, and like you guys said, it'd be a short-sighted move because, I mean, the Bears realistically aren't planning to be serious contenders this year anyway. So, I mean, this is more of a year of evaluation for guys like Trubisky, Allen Robinson, Kevin White, yada, 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 so on and so forth. So, I mean, with that stack class coming up, I mean, there's no reason to give up assets for a Cleo Mack, even if he did push the rebuild forward, if you're giving up that many future assets. And I don't think I would be... I'm not disappointed in the idea of we are technically still in rebuild mode. And next year, I think we could be actual contenders. We could mm-hmm. fit in like little little pieces, whether it be offseason um, free agency or the draft. I think there's only a few more pieces we really need to to get over the top. 
um, to being contenders. Um, we're still going to have a lot of draft space, not, I mean, not draft space, uh, cap space to re-sign guys next year. So I, I think, I think next year is our year and I, I'm not disappointed in saying that. Um, it's encouraging. It's some, like last year, I, I, I don't, obviously I, nobody could say that, but this year it's, it's encouraging to be able to say those words and to even say that the possibility of us making it to the playoffs for those words to even come out of my mouth makes me feel good, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we, we thought this rebuild would take five plus years. And I mean, it's, it's, we're looking at it. I mean, this could be the last year of the real rebuild and the bears might be a 500 team. So, I mean, we're already starting to see returns on that, which is great. Um, let's talk about next week and then we'll wrap things up. Um, chiefs, at Bears, what are you guys looking for? Week week three of the preseason. Just more of the same. I mean, more progression from Trubisky and the other starters. Um, I think we can fairly assume this is probably going to be the longest we see them in a preseason game. Um, so I'm expecting to see a little more of the game plan. Obviously, it's preseason, so Nagy's not going to dump the playbook. But uh, expect to see a little more. Uh, see some more, obviously, RPOs that we talked about earlier. A little more of Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, how they're planned to be used. And then Allen Robinson. Um, he didn't do much against the Broncos, but um, really looking forward to seeing uh, if he's gotten any closer with Trubisky, what the game plan is, how they're going to use him. And then, I mean, that's really it. Just more progressions. Uh, more of the same from the defense would obviously be nice because they've looked solid so far. And that's really it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so... You know, although it is preseason, it is exciting to see, you know, the Bears offense, like Jake said, they're going to be out there the longest. Um, we all know the third preseason game. Um, but, yeah, they're going to be against the Chiefs defense and uh, the, the starters, obviously. And, you know, they, they have lost a couple of pieces, but they're still a, a damn good defense. So it's going to be exciting to see what our starters do against theirs. Um, so, you know, it's uh, Trubisky just got to keep balling out. Um, hope he keeps getting protection and him and white hair finally you know get things get things going because it still seems like they're they're struggling a little bit and you know it is worrying but um yeah just i just want to see everyone ball out and hopefully hopefully knock on what everyone stays uh stays healthy yeah i'm gonna be looking for more Tariq cohen i feel like he's mm-hmm. been he's been super quiet on the field and which might be on purpose that's true. That's true. Um, to your point of Nagy trying to hide the playbook a little bit, um, but I do expect to see him next 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 game. Um, that's mm-hmm. my expectation. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, I think I think that's it for me. Is pretty much just that. Just Tariq Cohen. Um, everybody else has been. Or maybe Allen Robinson. Maybe seeing him play a little bit more. But even him, you you can keep him quiet. I don't want him. You you work on that knee. <laughs> just <laughs> don't. Don't yeah, but Tree Cohen, I, I, I'm not worried about him at all for some reason. He's so little, but after seeing some of the hits that he took last season, the dude is a is so tough. Um, so yeah. for for some reason, even when he gets hit, you know who I actually I I almost tweeted this out. I cringe. I get so scared when I see Kevin White get hit every single time. I feel like Me his too. mom. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> 
<laughs> me too. Seriously, that's how me and my buddies were. Every single time he got, he was like hit the ground. Um, yeah, that that that's hilarious. Or like it's warranted at this point, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he gets up slow. Like Kevin White, if you hear this show, which you probably won't, but if you do, you need to pop up as soon as you get hit every single time. Do not get up slow, because my heart drops for you. Yep, if I, you're if you're gonna give it, get up slow, at least give us a thumbs up or something. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> look at the camera <laughs> and give us a thumbs up. <laughs> That's funny. All right, you've been listening to Bears Nation podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Whatever um, outlet you're listening to, whether it be Anchor, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, we've got it. Overcast, we've got it all. Uh, subscribe, like, applause. <laughs> There's so many different ways to listen to it. If you're on Twitter, follow us at Bears Nation Chai. Um, and if you're on Facebook, you can find us. We're everywhere. Uh, we're associated with Wegern Enterprises, which has Chicago, New York, L.A., Dallas, Philly. We're, we're everywhere. So just check us out. Um, but until then, until next week, I'm Josh. Jake. And Chris. And bear down. Bear down.